0: to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. And as always, go Utes! Go Utes! Welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday night after Christmas. I don't even know what day it is. I'm actually surprised that I knew it was Thursday because it's just like that week that just feels never ending between Christmas and New Year's. So thank you for joining us. Please make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Um, If you're here on YouTube, make sure you like the video. And just make sure you're following us along on all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram. Join the Facebook group. Make sure you've got the little notification button set so that you know whenever we go live, you're not going to miss anything. And if you're here in the chat, we definitely want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. So interact with us. Let us know you're here. Hi, Steve. Good to have you here. (laughs) Oh, Texas Mike is here too, as always. Thank you, Texas Mike. Um, We do want to thank our sponsor, Thomas Orthodontics. Please look him up at thomasortho.com and let him know if you need any braces, any clear aligners, any of that stuff. Look him up, thomasortho.com. Let him know you listen to the podcast and he will hook you up. Okay, so.
1: How was Christmas, by the way, before we get into it? Good Christmas.
0: Christmas was good. James, you're muted, by the way so you don't say anything and you're not on here but
1: this go. was good.
0: it's exhausting but it's good. it's fun. Having kids makes it more magical.
1: Did you have your wassail? did you did you drink wassail or eggnog everybody? I had both
2: Wassel Wassel only my wife drinks the eggnog it's awful. I buy it because I have to but. <laughs> It's terrible it's terrible Wassel. i had pro- i had my weight in wassail over the week it was great it was great
0: i, I think <laughs> my daughter had like five cups of wassail she loves it
2: wow really okay
0: she had so much of it <laughs> it's the... it was good though we had a good christmas i hope everybody had a good christmas uh
1: Do
2: you feel kind of christmas... low
1: or um relaxed or not relaxed or are, neither of you are working or anything this week. So it's kind of a mellow week, I guess, which is good.
2: I mean, it, when you got kids, it's not relaxed at all. It, it was just like chaos. And I slept to like 11 o'clock the day after Christmas, still trying to recover. But uh no, it was great. I'm with you, Bryn. Like having kids, it's it's the best part of it all. And, My kids are still pretty young, so it's still going to be Santa and do all that stuff. It's a a good time. It's a lot of fun. I I enjoyed it.
0: It's not relaxing at all because even (laughs) following the days after Christmas, I don't feel like I've relaxed at all because my kids are home from school, and so it's just pure chaos. So I'm sorry, Texas Mike. I don't have
1: the magic magic
0: of Christmas in my voice right now, but (laughs) it was still great. I love Christmas. But now I got to take down all the decorations, which is always sort of depressing, oh. but kind of nice at the same time.
1: Well, but. okay. Shall we? Uh, so I guess we're going to talk the Vegas Bull. Do we talk, have like to? Thoughts we'll about to. that. Then we'll talk JJ. I see there was a comment already, but we'll talk about JJ. I'm sure that will probably morph into, to some degree anyway, Portal nil stuff like that then talk about the new year six bowls and give our predictions and then i guess bowls in general and however that plays out what do you think about that everybody
2: sounds good you know everybody everybody in agreement everyone in cool. agreement all right by the way <laughs> hey steve good to see you buddy
0: i mean yeah i feel like we need to react to the vegas bowl it- but
1: Go for I, it, Brian. Give us your thoughts right now, right off the top. What are you thinking?
0: Well, that was one of the most frustrating games I've ever had to watch. I felt like banging my head against the wall the entire game, screaming into a pillow. It was so frustrating and it's hard because I think we... We tried to keep a positive attitude all year long, considering everything that was going on with the team, all the injuries that we had to deal with, everything. But for it to end like that, it was like, I couldn't even keep the positivity anymore. It was all out the window. It was so incredibly frustrating. And yes, (laughs) Gary was very pissed. We were all pissed. True. (laughs) Anyone watching that game was pissed. You know, there's all the viral memes of Whittingham, like just... Pissed off all time, and that's how we all felt. I just like—I really don't know how much detail we want to go into it with, but it was so frustrating to watch. So frustrating.
1: That's I it? guess we'll start.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> go, James. You got i, I know I mean, you got look, stuff to look, say.
2: I, yeah, I—I I couldn't. I mean, how tactful do I want to be in this? I unbelievably disappointed. I mean, we have an entire month to prepare. Um, you know, guys are are coming back for the game. You know, Barnes is coming back. There's a lot of things stirring about J.J. We, The three of us, we knew he was gone way before then. But the fact that he stuck it out, he comes back. Now, he got hurt in the game. But you have an entire month to prepare, and, and that's the showing. I mean, it was just – I know the offense has been bad all year, but but that was just – next level. I I couldn't believe what I'm seeing. I think we had 10 passing yards at halftime. I I mean, I'm just watching every other bowl game, right? I've watched every other bowl game and you can't tell me we can't do a five yard comeback route, a slant to get us something moving. It was just ugly from the, the play call was terrible. The quarterback play was, was awful. I'll just say it right. Like I think that to this point, we all, we all know, Um, I wish Barnes absolutely nothing but the best going forward. Um, But this season was just painful in so many aspects. I'm so tired of talking about the third, the fourth, the fifth string quarterback and who's going to start. And I I just got so sick of talking about it. I'm so glad that it's over. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I'm really, really glad that the season's over. It was a hard season. And for that to be the way that it ends, Against Northwestern, who, let's be really honest, their offense was no better than our offense. That's how ugly this game was. And for it to come down, and Bryn said it. I'll give Bryn all the credit in the world. When their guy got hurt, Bryn said, she goes, he's going to come back, and he's going to lead a a game-winning drive. And five seconds later, the guy comes back in the game, throws a dime, touchdown, and then we get the ball. And I don't think there's a single Utah fan out there that thought we're going to go down and score. I mean, I know that we kind of moved the ball a little bit, and Gary's screaming at the TV that we need to preserve our timeouts, and he was right because odds are we're going to have to try and stop them. We don't preserve our timeouts. They stop us. Game over. I just, It was one of the most frustrating games I've ever watched. Um, Glad it's over. Glad the season's kind of done. We can move on, talk about all the other stuff. But, boy, it was painful. It was it was bad, and all the Utah fans that traveled and were there. I've talked to some of you. Uh, you have my sincerest apologies. I can't imagine the six hours each way, the money, the time, right before Christmas to go see that effort. You're better fans than I am, so that's my polite way of saying. Um, very good. Awful, 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 and I'm very glad that it's over. Way to so. go. Gary, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> well, thank well, you,
0: Jordan. Before Gary Yeah, goes. yeah. Thanks, huge, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan.
2: I missed it. What did Jordan do? I was ranting and raving and
0: He gave screaming. us a super chat, so Hey. Massive thank you to Jordan.
1: So uh I agree with what you guys are saying. I look I'll say this though. It was wise to wait a few days. Before we actually gave a reaction to that game, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, I, I wanted to break stuff. That's. That, I'm just being honest, man. That was one of the worst freaking games I've ever seen Utah play. Let's be honest, garbage.
2: Ever? I can't remember a game Garbage. Like that. Ever.
1: I'm just now, but but let me get more focused. That's unfair to the defense because our defense played good enough to win the game. Come on. We got to be honest. They 14 points. Yeah, should they pitch the shutout? Oh, I guess. You can always say that. But if, if watching that game, the defense played fine to win that game. This is all on the offense in in my view uh 90%, 95% of it's on the offense. Was there was there stuff to go around? Uh yeah, but I'm with you, James. Uh I appreciate Barnes. I appreciate what he did all year. I thought him coming back to play was going to be a good thing. But that was one of the most horrendous Outings of a college quarterback I've ever seen. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was, what, 55 yards in that entire game? Is that what he threw? 55 yards?
2: I haven't pulled up. I haven't. haven't Freak, dude. I could have thrown for 55 yards.
1: yards. I get the injuries. I get who was there. Look, Northwestern, if you look at who opt out and all the stuff, they had like only three guys. So that was Northwestern's team. There is no way on the face of this earth. That we should have lost to Northwestern. Now with that defensive output, Barnes should have, if Barnes would have played a C minus game, we would have won that game. That to me was an F. That was an F. I mean.
2: It was an F. I I don't want to put everything on Barnes. He did not play well. But the play calling as well. I've been a defendant of Andy Ludwig all season long. We have said numerous times he can only call the plays based off his personnel, but there were so many times where you're just going, what am I watching? Like, what am I watching? They were unprepared. There was no enthusiasm whatsoever. It was flat. It was ugly. The defense, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you, Gary. The defense came out um, and looked pretty dang good. But this is a this is a Northwestern team that Illinois put up like 42 points on. Right? They had to win their last three games just to become bowl eligible. This is not... This is not Penn State that we played last year. I mean, this is far. It's not far even far their four
1: string. Um,
2: and I'm, a, yeah, I'm watching this going, I'm watching it going, Where where's the guy, where's the team that took Washington to the edge, right? Where's that quarterback that dominated that first half of that game? Where's that guy? Where's the guy that beat USC on the road? And then I come into this game thinking, okay, Northwestern was not great. I my score prediction was 27-17 I think. I thought we could put some points up and we put up 7. seven we were lucky to get unacceptable. Seven, by the way. It was I awful. I mean awful. I
0: sadly I put it more on Barnes than I do the play calling. I know people get so frustrated with the coaching staff. I know and I do too. I get frustrated with Ludwig too. I'm not saying that I don't. But unfortunately, I feel like Barnes sort of regressed through the season instead of progressing mm-hmm. to get better. It's like, the things that he had issues with, he never got better at. Specifically, holding on to the ball for too damn long. He won't get no anticipation it. either. The, the last play of the game, we had a chance, fourth down. The guy was open, and Barnes holds onto the ball for far too long, misses him, game over. Like, that's just one example, and so it is frustrating. I appreciate everything Barnes did for us this season, but it, I just feel like he just never got better at what he needed to get better at.
1: He got worse.
0: And he can't, Yeah, I feel like he got worse. There's it no was way really hard. to have
1: a month of preparation, and that's what we get. You're right. That last play was representative of Barnes as a quarterback. The guys on the, the announcers even broke it down. When Money Parks, I think it was Parks, wasn't it? He went, Parks was open. turned around, that ball needed to be out on time. The moment he makes that break, ball's there, he catches it. The problem with Barnes is he waits for the guy to make the move or make the twist, he's open, then throws it and allowed the D to get on him. And that was the, that was the story of the whole game. Plus, he missed dudes that were wide open for touchdowns or massive gains the guy would make a cut start a, whatever the play was a dig route an out route whatever crossing instead of passing or throwing that ball on time at the cut he waits for the guy to make the move then he throws it so it's late okay so look it was a it was a terrible game and yeah jj got hurt that 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 was a factor Clever fumbled. That was a factor. We had three turnovers. They had no turnovers. But for me, with all of that and everything else, if we would have had a C plus C minus effort from the quarterback, we would have won that game. Now, as far as coaching goes, I don't like to criticize our coaching that much. I try to stay away from it because, you know, whatever. I'm a fan. But I'll say this. that has to, You have to be honest about it. With If we had a month to prepare, and if Barnes is late on his throws and he's mis, misreading the plays and stuff like that, well, that's coaching. That is freaking coaching. It's like, hey, Barnes, you can't hold on to the ball. Now, I guess he could have, you know, during the game just totally blow it. But I'm just saying, you have to. You have. It falls back on the coaches when you watch some of these plays unfold, and Barnes is late, and some of his judgments, dude. That's coaching. That's how I see it. And I will. Let me just. I'll say this and shut for a second. So, but at the end of the game, we had not been moving the ball at all. It was just. It was. It was horrendous. Yet. It felt like we were trying. This is when my my thought process at the end of game, at the end of the game, roughly six minutes or something like that. We had the ball.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, a typical wit ball. We're going to run, you take the clock off, and do whatever at the end. I feel like that's what we were doing. But the problem is, this wasn't a typical game because we were garbage and we couldn't even move the ball. But we were running clock. And what was worrying me is we're going to run the clock out, and if. The rest of the game was indicative of what was going to happen. We're going to we're gonna have to give them the ball back, so, so we're going to have to have some time left. Well, we and ran out, out the clock, plus we had to burn a timeout because they, it was a mess-up. It wasn't even for a good reason. Putting all those things together, man, that, there were some coaching blunders, in my view, throughout the game, at the end of the game, And Barnes, he was bad, and I have to attribute at least some of that to coaching. There you go. That's my take. Um,
0: Yeah. I got one other thing to say, but let's go
1: through that before – then we'll move on. But go ahead.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'm never one who's going to criticize the coaching staff, things like that. I mean, anyone who watches this knows, like, I'm a huge Whittingham lover. I will support him. Everywhere that was kind of the first game that I left it watching, going, I felt like Whittingham didn't have the desire to win. It was weird, it was a different thing. So. Watching, I think so, yeah. I like I, what everything you just talked about, Gary. Like. I know that's typical wit ball to just hold on to the ball and run out the clock, but you do that if you're winning. We were losing. We needed to go down and score. There was nothing aggressive about that. The we tempo would have been nice. Win. It felt like we had just resigned to that this game was over. We weren't going to try. I don't know. My thought is everything we talked about in last week's episode with the timing of how everything is with college football right now. We know we've talked to people who are very close to the program that the coaching staff are the most stressed they've ever been ever. And for that to happen with Whittingham, he's been doing this for 20 plus years. That says a lot just with transfer NFL. Then you have the signing day. That's like a couple weeks ago. So you're trying to recruit the high school kids and you're trying to prep for this bowl game that really, how do you get jacked for and excited for? And I know that this is happening to everyone. It's not just Utah, but I felt like the coaching staff just sort of gave up. I really do. I hate saying that because I don't ever like feeling that, but that's what it felt like to me watching the end of the game is that we kind of had just resigned to that. It was over and we just wanted to get out of there. I don't
2: know. What are your thoughts on, so after the game, the whole game, I thought I thought we were gonna see Rose. I thought that they were gonna, cause just so those who don't know, Rose could have played. Uh, a bowl game does not affect a medical redshirt, so he was eligible to play in that game. We never saw him, which was incredibly disappointing. You know, I would have thought after ten yards in in one half, you know, <laughs> um, we would have seen him. What's the downside? What's the downside? And then after the game, and I don't know if it's wit just being wit. I don't know if it's the truth. I, I don't really care, to be quite honest. But to come out and say, you know, Rose, he wasn't ready, right? He wasn't ready for I think he's being honest. Okay, well, who, you're telling me that he was less ready than what I just watched? Like, that, again, that falls on the coaching staff. I think that Bryn's right. I, I'm the biggest – Whittingham Homer—that there is—I I think he does a cr- tremendous job. I think he is the, a great coach and a perfect fit for the University of Utah. I'm not look. The reality is, is we went to what four straight Pac-12 championship games and we won two of them. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay. That's um, that's, um, that's incredible. I'm not sitting here saying that we need to get rid of Whittingham after one crazy, weird, terrible season. All that stuff. I'm just saying. Going into that game, how is it that that is the product that comes out? And when there is an option of a another quarterback who's on the sideline warming up with his helmet on ready to go, he's less prepared than that. That, to me, is inexcusable. I mean, honestly. It's not like Rose got to the program two weeks ago. He's been there for all season. I know he hasn't played. But those are the things that, that really got to me. Um, put him in. What's the worst that can happen? He throws for eight yards? You know, I don't know. But comes in and throws a screen pass, and it goes for 20 yards, and everyone's going, oh, it's not that hard. Why can't we just do that sort of stuff? So, to me, that's frustrating. Um, again, I'm glad it's over. Uh, I think that, Bryn, I think you're right. We, we know some things. We've heard some things that this has been a really tough Season and an incredibly tough off season for the coaching staff. Um, for Whittingham specifically, the toughest one of his career, I think there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but I've, every program is going through this sort of stuff. You know, this is not unique to Utah. I'm not making an excuse that Utah is unique. Every time I get on Twitter, there's a new guy transferring out, a four-star guy here and a five-star guy there, moving and leaving and shifting and transferring. So it's not unique to Utah. It just man, it was that yeah, was frustrating. I, I glad it's over. Okay, can I, way to end the year.
1: Let me say this now that we've said all this. This bowl game is an entity of itself. As most bowl games are anymore, except for the the final four teams. cut because people are coming and going all the time. What we saw in a field is not even close to what Utah's gonna be next year. We're not even going to know what's next year. So what I'm saying, and even in the chat right here, and what I've seen on Twitter in particular, I've seen all sorts of people completely trashing everybody, fire everybody, our quarterback room's going to suck next year, and on and on and on and on. And my view, that's I disagree with most of it. For me, it's about perspective. And the perspective is, is this particular game, under the circumstances of the players who are have already left, who are injured, going to the NFL, the portal, and fully expecting Barnes to play better than this in this particular game, this isn't what our team is going to be. This idea that we're not getting transfers or good players coming to the Utah that someone said in the trans tra, or in the uh, chat is bullcrap. Utah's getting some solid, solid players. Our quarterback room. Let's just let's see. I think Cam Rising's pretty freaking good, and he's coming back. Uh, Isaac Wilson. He could have come into the game and thrown for 400 yards probably right now. He's come. He's coming into the program next year. There's a dude out of California. Forgot his name. The quarter. The quarterback room is going to be just fine. Uh, we've had some great recruits. There's some good transfers. I am not when and. And I'll go to the Coach Witt thing. People are slamming him. I'm not saying get rid of Witt. No way. I'm not implying that whatsoever. The criticism I'm having is what happened on this particular game. What happened in this game isn't really even, I mean, they're connected, but it's not even really connected to the season because of the guys who opted out and the injuries and so forth. This This was the bowl game and how you had to deal with this particular game. This is not Utah for the upcoming season. If you think it is, then you're not informed. This is what it is. So I'm all in with Wit. What's gonna? I'm with with you, James. Think about it. We've been in the Pac-12 Championship Game four freaking years in a row. We went to the Rose Bowl twice. Okay, this year it fell off the edge. Just, just perspective, please. We're going to be fine, in my view. I'm all in with Wit. Who, someone asked the question who are you gonna get yeah nobody better I mean let's I'm all for win I'm just saying okay punch the brakes I'm talking about this game um I think next year we're going to be just fine when all the dust settles and the players come in and the guys get healthy yeah we got some holes to fill but I think we're gonna be fine so my perspective is only up on this game. Next season, We're not even going to know, as with all teams, who the teams are until the spring because there's another portal in the spring. So until that comes and goes, we don't even know what our teams are going to look like. And everybody in the chat who's not a Utah fan, they don't know what their teams are going to be like until the end of the spring. All right.
0: All right. Let's, I mean, we kind of segued into it a little bit. Let's leave the Vegas Bowl behind. Hallelujah. If we want to talk about Vegas, let's talk about the Raiders.
1: Right
2: on, baby. Just no, hold on, real quick. I gotta I gotta add to something real real fast. So I agree with everything you just said, Gary. This if you sat down and watched that Utah team and that was your one introduction, and you're cause I saw it all over Twitter. Oh right? freak. Man. I saw the twelve. Oh, this is the Utah team that's coming. They think there's so, that is not the Utah team that's coming. Okay. I, I'm just I'm here to tell you that that is that's not who's gonna be there next year. Uh there's a ton of talent that's gonna be new and, and returning. So, but but I'm driving today and I'm listening to some national people and they're talking about the NFL, right? And they're talking about Gary's gonna vomit, they're talking about Kansas City, right? They're talking about the Chiefs. Of course they are, and they're talking about they're talking about the dynasty of the Chiefs, right? And the, the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl three out of the last four years. They've won two Super Bowls, all this stuff. And it got me thinking, and I'm sitting here going, okay. You put that into the same perspective as Utah. Utah went now the COVID year. I don't. We don't count it. Utah went to four straight Pac-12 championship games and won two of them. You put those into the same sentences what the Chiefs did. You could say that it's that same dynasty idea. Utah has been one of the top three programs in the Pac-12. Okay, I expect. I fully expect that to return next year. Okay, the amount of talent we got coming back. The new guys, someone said it. The tight end room, the, the running back room, I know we just lost J.J., and that sucks. We'll be fine. The defense is going to be outstanding. Like, yeah, this season was weird. It was terrible in so many ways. That bowl game sucked, and I'm glad it's over. That is not Utah going forward. And, obviously, we've got tons of time to get into that. But I just wanted to add to uh, to Gary's uh, exactly. little rant there. All right, what do you want to talk about now? J.J. Talk about. Thoughts on J.J.? J.J.? J.J., JJ. yeah. Brin, I mean,
0: go. if you're here listening to this, I'm sure you've already heard Jaquindon Jackson is transferring. It was kind of the worst-kept secret leading up to – and he actually hasn't officially ever come out and said it yet, but
1: – Yeah, I haven't seen anything. That's in the portal, interesting
2: though. to me. He's in the portal.
0: It's been reported yeah. by some national guys, and it had been – the rumor had been swirling around for weeks. I mean, we had heard it multiple times and you know, I mean, we do have a bunch of guys that are transferring and we've talked about it before. JJ definitely has a different feel to it, which, and I I think the reaction on social media has kind of showed that. People feel very strongly about him transferring one way or the other. Um, I think it's I know that he struggled this year he was hurt kind of the whole year we he'd come in and then he'd have to go out because he was injured um but when we started hearing he was going to transfer that one really hurt because I do feel like he had a lot of heart in this program and so to lose a guy who was kind of such a staunch supporter of Utah to lose someone like that it just goes into what we've talked about so much in that there is no loyalty to your team anymore. And it's hard because a guy like him, who was always out there praising Utah, like he was one of the faces of the program and now he's going to leave for just because he's going to go get some more money somewhere else, which I get it, go get paid, but there is no loyalty anymore. And it's so hard to wrap your head around that as a fan it
1: is yeah I'm disappointed in it um and I guess I have to give the caveat every time we say something that well I understand why he's going well yeah we understand because it's big it, he's he's making more money I've kind of I've heard numbers from a decent source and I think I know so I kind of I think I know what it is so yeah he went and makes some more money probably you know if it all pans out he's gonna make it substantially amount uh, substantially more I don't know but think about it see that he's kind of indicative of what is bugging me about the portal and the Nil um he comes to the U yeah he's not going to be a quarterback and he was almost left the program anyway but he decided to stay and they and he changed to become a running back but think about the effort and the time that the coaching staff, That's put into J.J. and helping him um, craft his his art uh, as a running back, which I'm sure is going to be the position he's going to play wherever he goes, which is actually making it possible for him to even sniff the NFL. That's Utah. That's the program. He's had the truck. He's been paid by Utah money. And he's also been the recipient for the 22 Forever Scholarship, the Ty and Aaron Scholarship for the last two years, which goes to a player on the team. Now, I don't know exactly the, the dollar amounts or how that all plays out. So he, there's that. He's been the face of the team. All of those things, boom, and he just leaves. To me, he's – and I like the guy. Um, but he is indicative as an example, in my view, of what is wrong – with Portal and the NIL. I wish him the best, but I'm not happy about it. But I think we're gonna be just fine, James. I'm with you, man. I hear guys coming in. What's gonna go on? Bernard's coming back too. Yeah.
2: yeah. Bernard will be back, Lover. We we got a couple dudes. I I'm with ya. I I I you know, I get why he's leaving. I I've heard the same things you've heard, Gary. Um if I'm if I'm in his shoes, I'm 20 years old. Someone hands me that bag. Yeah, I'm probably going to go too. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm, I'm above that because of loyalty to the Drum and Feather. Uh, okay, that's great. It sucks. I'm glad that he stuck it out. I, I think it's admirable that he didn't say anything. There was the rumors swirling um, on Twitter and on Reddit and everything. He didn't say anything. He played in the game. He didn't need to do that. And then he's, ent- he's, he's officially entered the transfer portal. Uh, he's, he's not coming back. Uh, unless something insane falls through from what everything that I've heard, he's, he's gone. Um, we'll be just fine. It sucks that he struggled with injury as much as he did. I think that we re- fell in love with the idea of JJ more than the actual production of JJ. I looked up his stats. They were fine. I think that if he stays healthy, he's could be a tremendous running back. Um, but that's a big if wherever he lands. I've heard, a school. I will see if that's where he goes. I don't know officially. I think we'll be fine. It sucks. It is what's broken with college football. We've we've talked about it at nauseum. Um, you know, it, it's part of it now. I think we just have to acknowledge it. Yeah, it is what it, it's it is. And okay it's, with it. it's not healthy. It is what it is, and he's gone. So I was going to just you know, make a comment
1: I, uh, with so Rose. Rose. Uh, Rose made a comment. Maybe. I can't remember if she said she had heard or whatever, but that, that maybe J.J.'s leaving uh, because uh, he heard or knows that Witt's leaving. Uh, so I'll just say this. The information I I have or know is, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's part of it at all. The, what really happened is he was at, he was offered more money. That's it. That's the reason he's gone. lots more money period. So it's the bag. Boom. He
2: got, he got paid. He got paid. And that's where, that's where college football is. And we've talked about it uh, as much as we can possibly talk about it. And until it gets regulated, it's just going to continue to happen. I made a joke. He entered free agency and that's what it is. You know, it's free agency. So I guess
1: what we can say though, and this, okay. Um, Will lead us into bowl games. Uh, if you've been following bowl games at all, you will re- you will yeah. immediately recognize that most bowl games, the teams playing, are not even the teams that were in the regular season. The bowl games are right. a shell of what the teams were. If you haven't done it, get online and and look up. There's there's several of them. It's bowl game opt out tracker. Oh my god. It's gosh. the bowl games opt out tracker. And it will show the game each bowl game and the teams and will have a list of the guys that are playing. And and in particular the the bowls that mean nothing. It's like okay. It's not even the freaking teams that played or or are going to be the teams in the upcoming season. This is all because of the portal and NIL, and they've killed the bowls. You can't judge any of these teams. In other words, this the teams of this season and the teams going forward with what we're seeing in, in these bowl games, in most of these no. games. For instance, based- did you see Watch USC game? Yeah. Okay. Great win. The dude lit it up. Good for him. Third stringer, by the way. But USC it just
2: shows Caleb Williams is overrated.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> Both those teams had tons of players gone. USC, I think, had over 20 players that weren't even playing. We're not even out there. Now, I'm not saying all of them are the starters and whatever, but that's kind of indicative of all the bowl games. And for me. Bowl games used to be a big deal. It was like, okay, it was the pinnacle of the season. You had this team and this team and their record and they're good. We'll come together and let's see who's better. That isn't the case anymore. You're getting, we're getting, you know, I don't even know what you call it, but it's not the teams from the rest of the season who are playing each other. It's it's ridiculous. Oh. It's a joke.
0: It's basically glorified spring ball games because it's the second, the third string guys. And you're right, Gary. It's not even the teams that are going to end up playing in the spring or in next fall because no. a bunch of those guys are probably going to end up leaving because there's a whole new transfer portal window that'll open up after spring, which is just so Where you get stupid. different new
1: guys will come in. So it's just
0: yeah. it's it's again it's like we play this amazing sport all season, we love it so much, and then you get to the pinnacle of college football, and it just like takes a nosedive and. Basically means absolutely nothing. We have to wait an entire month for the playoff to actually start. And in between, you have all these games where no one's even playing. Like, what is it? The Orange Bowl, Florida State and Georgia, there's over 40 players that aren't playing. How do you judge a game like that? Like, how do we get on here and predict who's going to win these bowl games when 40-plus dudes aren't even playing? Yeah, so
1: Texas Mike, exhibition, it's a perfect way to say it. Most bowl games have become exhibitions. They're not even a representative of the past season and the upcoming season. It's weird. The bowls are being destroyed right before our faces, before our eyes. It's not even it doesn't even excite me to be honest with you the, the all these bowls because I'm not even seeing the teams or the guys that played all season, most of them. So. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's not even just like okay, the Vegas Bowl, right? Okay, no Let's be honest, it's the Vegas Bowl. We really we don't really care. The potato bowl, the Pop Tart Bowl that was today, whatever it is, okay, those games no one really cares. We're talking about the Orange Bowl. One of the one of the premier bowl games in college football against two top what I'm what I've been told all season, two top four teams are playing each other. Georgia, Florida State. They both got slided. They both should have been in the playoff. On and on and on. All right, Florida State, go prove me wrong. Right? I, I, I came on here and said that they shouldn't be in the playoffs. Prove me wrong. Forty dudes aren't going to be playing. Those are that. Those are garbage. I'm not going to watch that game. It's a bunch of second, third string dudes that have never seen the field going up against second and third string dudes that have never seen the field. It's gonna. It's it's boring. Um, it's destroyed. It's destroyed the bowl games. I know there's always been this conversation of. Okay, well, especially when the playoff happened or BCS, certain bowl games don't matter. Never to this level. This is just next level. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I'm watching I'm watching Oklahoma Arizona right right now. And I'm watching going, I have no idea if these are the the two teams that played back in September. I have no clue. It's I it, I hate it.
1: Let me show you. You mentioned the Orange Bowl. I printed this off because it says, it's unbelievable. So this is one of the New Year Six games. It's one of the biggest bowl games there is, the Orange Bowl. Even if it's not one of the Final Four games or the Final Four teams, it's one of the biggest bowls historically. Um, I guess it doesn't mean much anymore because I'll just put this up to the camera. That's George's team.
0: The opt-outs.
1: These are the opt-outs for Georgia. Look it up. Yes.
0: So if you're listening on the audio, you're not seeing. His... You're not seeing. By it, the but way, this, a...
2: is Gary, this is Gary printing stuff off <laughs> and showing it on his his screen instead of just hitting this button down here that says present, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but I respect it. Florida State. Don't let them change. Don't let him change you, Gary. Florida.
1: I'm. If you can. It. Look at that. That. I know. They're full-page lists. 40 players who've decided and have said, well, the Orange Bowl doesn't mean anything, I'm out. So I'm not even going to predict that game because it's not Georgia and it's not Florida State. Florida State went off crying into the sunset because they didn't make it, which aggravates me. And Georgia, I mean, essentially doing the same thing. They didn't make it to the final, so we us just going to whine and we're all going to leave. And to me, it's a disgrace. And it's, again, one of those, I don't know, the game's getting ruined right in front of us. Bowls are being ruined right in front of us. 40 guys out. Dude.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it is hard. It's hard to even predict any of these games. I think really the ones we should talk about are the CFP, the playoff games, the two playoff games, unless there's other ones you want to talk about, but it's,
2: uh, uh, here, here, here. I just want to say one point, and we'll get to the, the playoff games. Here's the thing, and I'm reading the comments, and I'm with you, right? Gabriel's not playing for Oklahoma, right? It's a perfect example. He's transferring to Oregon, shocker. Um, and then it's like, okay, why would they play, right? They're not they're, – why would you play? It's a meaningless bowl game, okay? Well, the problem is, is, and some of the Utah fans ran into this, they still expect us as fans to be dedicated to spend our time, our money around this time of the year to go to the game, to spend our money, to buy those tickets, to buy the plane tickets. And so it's like, yeah, I get that these the Orange Bowl, it's a, it's a great game. It's not a playoff game. So, okay, it's meaningless on paper. I get that. But, hey, still spend all your money and come to the game, fans, because we need your money. No way, man. And, and that, that, to me, is where it really bugs me. If I'm a Florida State fan, if I'm a Georgia fan, I'll screw you. No. Screw you. I, I can't name half the starters on my team anymore. So I'm going to sit home and and stream it illegally. Like, James does everything else. Because it's just I, – I, I expect you to spend your, your money, but our players aren't even going to play. No. It's just – nope. Yeah. So that's my little rant. But, yeah, let's talk – now let's talk about the games that still – matter if we can
1: Shall we do and what There's it? only two i was just gonna say that what did i have because um, i know there's some oregon guys that are here best i can tell is that liberty has like seven or nine guys that are opting out for whatever reason i don't and of course I, these may be guys that never ever play i mean it's you can't, i don't know everybody yeah and oregon has 10 guys that are opting out, which isn't Whoa. that many. But Bo Nix is playing. Um I guess we could pick that game. I Oregon's gonna win that game. They're Oregon got
2: screwed, by the way. Huh? Playing yes, they Liberty. Did.
1: Yeah, that's oh, a shame.
2: Got
1: screwed. They should have been playing maybe. Georgia. Maybe well, maybe Georgia doesn't decide to play. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, let's go to the let's go to the two games that matter. Who do you so? Who do you got? Who do you like? Give us the Rose (laughs) Bowl.
2: Come on, Brad. let's hear it. Go, Oh
1: Gal. So the Rose Bowl is Michigan Alabama.
0: Yeah, Alabama Michigan. It's so interesting. I have gone back and forth so many times on who I think is going to win that game, and the ESPN predictor has Michigan at a 55.9% chance to win. So right now Alabama is technically the underdog according to ESPN. I don't know what the line is and all of that stuff, James.
2: Right, I'm pulling it up right now. You can look it up.
0: Statistically, they're pretty similar. Initially, I had for sure Michigan. I was just feeling like Michigan's going to win. And as I thought about it more, I feel like the momentum that Alabama has had at the end of the season is going to push them ahead. So I, it like makes me on a puke, but I'm saying Alabama.
2: <laughs> Michigan's a two two point favorite. It's at, okay. And it's, you said it, it's at the Rose Bowl. So as far as home field, it's not really going to be that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. I think uh, the Michigan defense shows out and I think they do enough. I think the offense does enough. I think you give Harbaugh – I mean, it's Nick Saban, though, right? I mean, holy crap, you can't count the guy out. But I just think after last year losing to TCU in this same game, uh, I just think Michigan comes out. I think it's a – that's going to be such a fun game, though. I think Michigan gets them, though. Um, Yeah, that's my hope. Maybe it's just I'm just praying. I don't know. I just can't. I, Britt, I, I give you credit for picking Bama. I can't do it. I can't do it.
0: Janine, you're right. Momentum like the Auburn game. <laughs> I I mean, you're right. Alabama should have lost that game. But I don't know the way they played in the championship game. But it hurts my soul to pick Alabama. I hope you understand that.
2: <laughs> well, here's, here's how it's going. You, Bird. Disappointed <laughs> in you.
1: Uh, I'm picking Alabama. To beat Michigan, because I'm looking at the teams, at least what I feel they are right now. And if you watched Michigan, I think they barely beat Iowa or had struggles with Iowa. And then you had Bama in a in a in a, a fantastic college football game, take out Georgia, who was undefeated in two years and back to back champs.
0: No, Michigan. Killed Iowa.
2: It was ugly though. It was, it was not a pretty no, there was they it didn't was a bad, bad, bad. They, they're it was rushing. 26-0. I know, but if you watched it, it was just
1: Yeah, it's not about it was awful. It was bad. And they didn't rush like see here's the thing. This is why Alabama, I think Alabama's gonna win. Is Michigan will win if they can run the ball. That's that's their bread and butter. They have to be able to run the ball. Yeah. It's not going to be McCarthy who's going to tear up in the throwing game against Bama. So they have to be able to run the ball. Uh, they've done well, but against Iowa, they did not. I feel like and Nick Saban, you know, think what you will of Nick. <laughs> that dude, man, has had a month to prepare for this game. Alabama's full of solid football players as usual um, and they're gonna to me they're gonna stop the run and they're gonna make McCarthy beat him and I don't think they're gonna be I able to do it. they're not gonna be able to do it um I think Alabama wins it I'm taking I'm taking Bama in that game.
2: look it's the smart it's the smart call. I'm not gonna pretend that you guys are crazy. It's it's definitely the smart But, ball. I mean, I, I just, could easily can't.
1: argue for Michigan. I mean, I'll just throw
2: it I in there. I just can't, man. I, 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 Alabama, they should have – what was it? Fourth and 31. Yeah. They're fourth and 31 from not being here. And so, for me, it's just I cannot pick them. But if they go on to win the national championship, I'm not going to be the least bit surprised at you all. Say it's, Cause you they, say it's the smart call, them. though,
0: but technically Alabama the underdog. So, it's Which, like
2: it, – It surprises me. It surprises me. Bryn, it does.
0: I know, but I mean, technically, they are okay. Let's go to then Texas, Washington in the Sugar Bowl.
1: Paul Shepard, right on, man. You can see He's
0: it. Right, bowl games are being ruined. I love college football, but why watch? Why it's true. I mean, that's how we're all feeling. It's kind of how fans. I'm feeling,
1: unfortunately. Okay, all right, Sugar Bowl, Sugar Bowl, baby. Um,
0: the ESPN predictor has Texas at 69.2% winning. This is shocking to me. What's the line on That's this a, one, James?
2: Uh Texas is a 4-point favorite, I believe. Let me just double check that. Texas by is a 4-point favorite right now. That's Bren, I'm with you. That's a huge.
0: And I can't I can't figure out what it is because as I I was trying to look at like stats and things like that. And they're pretty even. So I don't know why the predictor is favoring so highly in Texas's direction. I'm going with Washington. I'm, I'm going to be a homer here. I don't come at me, whatever you want to do. I'm going with Washington. I hope they handily beat them. I think it's going to be close actually, but I think Washington can do it the way they've been playing. I don't know. That's me. I'm going
2: Washington.
1: And you got it, James.
2: I, I'm i with you, Bryn. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it right now, thinking how – I mean, when you could compare stats, Penix is just a, a better quarterback, statistically all across the board. I I wasn't on the episode. He got screwed out of the Heisman, in my opinion. The running game favors Washington. Uh, defensively, I think it favors – texas but man the explosive plays of washington i think this game is going to be 49 to 46 kind of a game and dang it's going to be it's going to be so fun i i'm looking forward to this game more than any other game right now uh i'm taking washington i think washington beats them i, I just think that you give washington this much time with that explosive offense Penix should be 100 percent again by then um the downside is it's the Sugar Bowl. So it's going to be very, very heavy Texas fan base there, I would expect. Um, but man, let's go. I'm curious this, Gary, you, you, but in the chat, Oregon fans, who are you cheering for in this game? I would expect <laughs> you're cheering for Texas. But, let, let I mean, as a Pac-12 fan, come on, Washington, let's go. I'm cheering for you, but what, is, what are other people feeling? Okay, Gary, who who you picking? Okay,
1: you know? so I think in this game, I think the I think the Bama-Michigan game is going to be low, low scoring because that's just the way those teams are built. They're going to bash onto each other and hit each other, and there's running games, all that kind of stuff. I don't see it high scoring, but Bama wins. Um, in this game, it's going the opposite direction. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. By both teams, I could see it being thirty-eight, thirty-five, very easy, something like that. Now, at least, yeah. I'm picking Washington. I'll just say it. I, I'm going Washington, and here's why. Um. The first of all, Texas has put up a lot of points on people, um, and. Washington's defense is their weakness. I think they're like the 95th ranked D or something like that in the nation. So the reality is, is Texas is probably going to be able to move the ball and put some points up. Now, so is Washington going to be able to move the ball and put more points up? And I think they're going to. Uh, and I agree with Gordon, slightly you dub And here's why. Is that Texas, their strength is against the running game, as I understand it. Well, Washington, that isn't their main, that's not their go-to. I mean, they ran the ball good against Oregon in the, the, the Pac-12 championship game. Um, now, if, they'll be, if they're able to run against Texas, they're absolutely going to win. But say Texas stops the run, well, Washington, in my view, is just going to say, so what? We'll just throw it all over the yard. We'll throw it 45 times because I got Penix, Odunze, their tight end and another dude that just came back, McMullen or something like that. I, I think it is. They're going to throw it yeah, all over oh, the, the place. And the weakness of Texas is their secondary, so Washington's going to match up well against that. And um, and so for those reasons, mm-hmm. dude, I I love Penix. I like the way he 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 slings that thing, and uh, yeah. So I'm all in with Washington, but. Yeah, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a close, high-scoring game. Two opposites. Two games, two opposites. But uh, I'm going Washington for those reasons.
0: Yeah, I think a few of you have said it in the chat, and it's one of the feelings that I had is Washington. I know they struggled with a few games this season, but they played Oregon twice. They beat Oregon twice. The way they beat them in the Pac-12 championship, I think that's a harder test than maybe what Texas has had this season. And so... I don't. I don't think Texas will be able to stop the pass specifically the way Panix throws that and the way his receivers can come down with the ball. So, but I do think it'll be close. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be high scoring. So that one is the evening game. Rose Bowls during the day. This is all happening on Monday, New Year's Day. Man, you know where no I'll be. You shouldn't be working that day. Everyone will just be in your pajamas, on your couch all day long. Make sure you have – you take the phone off the hook or do whatever you need to do. I guess you don't do that anymore. (laughs) Put your phone on silent. What year is
2: it, Bryn? (laughs) Take the phone off the hook.
0: Put your phone on silent, everyone, and just sit and watch football.
2: Take your fax machine off the – Take your fax machine
0: off. Turn your computer off.
1: But you got to – this is – I don't know. This this could end up being two of the best games in, you know, the playoffs. History of the CFB.
0: I hope so.
2: If you had CFP. to pick one game to be completely lopsided, which one would you pick?
1: Um, um. I could see it I could see it in the Washington Texas game going either way only because they have the ability to throw up a lot of points. That's kind of their game, their games, the way they play. So does
2: Texas though. Texas is. No, that's what what I'm saying
1: is it could go either way, but because they can put up points, I could see it. One of those teams actually running away from the other and putting up a lot of points. Whereas I don't see that happening in the other game, just because of the way they both play, which means the clock's going to run a lot faster or a lot more game will go faster, less points going up. I don't know, that's my rational. I'm not sure, but
2: I,
0: If I had to choose one to just be like a blowout,
2: Mhm. Like last year they were both great games, and then we got to the championship game and it was just a total garbage. The greatest blowout, chance no for blowout. a blowout. So who's got the greater chance for the blowout?
0: I think Washington over Texas, I think. Okay. That's maybe the higher possibility. I don't see that happening with Bama or Michigan. And so, I mean, yeah, I want good games. I don't really want to watch a blowout because those ones are – they're not exciting, but that's the one I could see the most.
2: See, I think if it, if there's a blowout – and I I agree because those teams have huge offenses. So, if all of a sudden it's 21 nothing quick, but I think that I can honestly see Alabama just putting it on Michigan. I can see Alabama beating Michigan, you know, twenty-eight to seven. I I just I can see them just coming out and just out manning them, out physical. And Gary, I'm with you. I am not impressed with with JJ McCarthy as a quarterback in, in in big games. And so Nick Saban comes out and just says, "Stop the run, make him beat us." And if you can't do it, then you're punting the ball back to Alabama over and over. And if they get any sort of momentum. That's the game I can kind of look at and go. I would not be surprised at all if, if at the end of the day, it's it's Bama by two to three scores. So,
1: right. and, we're, and we're not gonna pick. The, we'll we'll pick the champion next next week.
2: Yeah, we'll come back for that.
1: Come back with our yeah. reaction to these games and whatever other news is out there, and then give our pick for the championship.
0: Well, Hopefully and no we still, first. we got to do our end of year awards. <laughs> that'll probably <laughs> be next week. I know we do it at the end of each season. And this season going to be an interesting one to come up with all of those. So be thinking Gary and James, you're going to have to start thinking of those. We'll do those maybe next week, react to the playoff games and then talk about the championship. Cause that'll be the next week. So thanks for being here. Everybody go Raiders, chat. baby.
1: Go Raiders.
0: Go hey, Raiders is, Christmas Day. That is, Christmas is the miracle Chief Queendom out there? Fantastic. <laughs> it was a happy day. <laughs> Again, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you like the video and you're following along on social media. And, yeah, let's get out of here. Go Utes.
1: Go Utes, huh? baby. Thanks for
2: joining. Love my Utes. Don't let my negativity.
0: love our negativity. Utes. We love Winnie Cam.
2: Love my youth Love it. Man, it was here Go hey connect man there are from the West aren't they some of that I don't Go know Oh youth All right